Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Dr. Tamara Beckford Show. Okay, so I know I said I'm usually very excited, and I will be lying if I didn't say that I'm excited again, because today we are talking about skin. We're talking about glowing skin, healthy skin, and I have the one and only Dr. Mina here who is going <laughs> to give us all the secrets. She has agreed to tell us all the secrets about having glowing skin without really a lot of excess products. So <laughs> let's dive in. Let me just introduce our lovely guest here in our wonderful fashion, right? But before we go through all of that, I know some of you guys are like, really? Wow. Um, geez, you know, I might not be able to catch all of today's podcast. Have no fear because this wonderful podcast episode will be available on our Your Caring Docs website. Yes, just click U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. You'll see Dr. Mina's beautiful face. <laughs> click listen here and you'll be able to hear all of the episode. And if you are a wonderful doc, just like Dr. Mina, and you want to let the world know about all the beautiful things you're doing inside and outside of clinical medicine, do not hesitate hesitate to send me an email at drbeckford at yourcaringdocs.com and we will get you on the show. Do keep in mind, we are booked out a couple months in advance, but that's because you guys are so awesome and you're doing such amazing things inside and outside of clinical medicine. Alrighty, so let's get started. Okay, Dr. Mina, who is our wonderful Dr. Mary Alice Mina. She's a graduate of Vanderbilt University School of Medicine. Now, not only did she graduate there, but she graduated at one of the top of her class. So Dr. Mina is coming in with a lot of studying, hard work. And then after that, she decided to go to dermatology and she'll let us know all about that. And she did her dermatological training at Harvard Medical School. Then she said, you know what? I want to learn more. So she did dermatological surgical training at Mohs at Emory University. She's a practicing dermatologist at the Bauckham and Mina Derm Surgery in Atlanta. And she's the Mina from the Bauckham and Mina, if you haven't noticed, right? And today she's going to give us some exclusive conversation to reveal secrets about skin health and explain why keeping it simple is key. In addition to that, we're going to talk about diet, hydration, lifestyle, and all of that, and how to achieve this beautiful balance of a skin using those techniques. Now, if you are listening, you're like, wow, Dr. Mina's name sounds so familiar. Where have I heard her before? That's because you've heard her on her wonderful podcast, Skin Reel. So she is, yes, this is the Dr. Mina, who is the founder of the podcast, The Skin Reel, right? So she's going to drop all of these lovely gems today. Let's introduce and give a warm welcome to the one and only Dr. Mina. <laughs> Wow. Welcome. Welcome. How are you Thank today? Thank you. Thank you. I, I love the applause. Yes, me too. I was <laughs> like, why come in with loud and applause, right? We're all that fabulous. <laughs> it's like coming in on stage and getting your award. Why not? <laughs> Absolutely. All righty. So Dr. Mina, you know, you're doing so many great things right now. You're doing a dermatological surgery, you're a podcaster. I'm pretty sure that you're doing all of these additional things down there in Atlanta. But before we got to this phase, we had Mary Alice. So tell us about when you decided, you know what, I want to go into medicine. When did that come about? Give us the story. <laughs> well, I, I have a little bit of a unique story or or not the traditional path, um, mm -hmm. which probably may resonate with a lot of the listeners. I didn't decide to go to medical school until I was 21. Oh. And I actually was a ballet dancer for all of my childhood into mm -hmm. high school. I went to a performing arts boarding school. And I also was dancing right out of high school. Mm -hmm. And my plan was to be a classical ballet dancer for Ooh. the rest of my life. I love and it. <laughs> and my, uh, my dad's a doctor and he never tried to push me into medicine. And he also never dissuade me from the arts. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I had to, um, come to the realization on my own at around 21 when I got injured 
Mm. That I that it, this is a tough career, and I'm not always going to have my parents to fall back on, and I may not always be able to dance and have a successful career, and I'm probably always going to be juggling multiple jobs to make ends meet. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I didn't even know what else I was good at. My whole identity was wrapped up into being a ballet dancer, which now that I'm a a doctor, I sort of see how as physicians, our Mm -hmm. identity really gets wrapped up into that. You spend so much time training. Mm -hmm. It's hard. It's, you know, only the strong survive. And so my identity really was being a dancer and it was very hard to know what else I could do. Wow. I uh, had to do a a good bit of soul searching and I knew I always liked science. I always found school interesting and I wanted to help people. Mm -hmm. And initially I thought about physical therapy. Uh, I was seeing a physical therapist. I had worked with him as a dancer. And uh, then I, you know, in the back of my head was medicine. A lot of uh, family members are doctors. And I just one day you know, ask my dad, what does it take to become a doctor? I don't think I'd ever asked him that before. And when I realized, okay, it's not as overwhelming or as impossible as Mm -hmm. I thought. Mm -hmm. And I sort of knew these are the courses I have to take in college. Then I take the MCAT. And like a lot of your listeners know, when you go to medical school, you kind of jump on this train and you just sort of know where the stops are and you just plug on to the next one and you graduate, then you plug on to your residency, you take your boards. And it's a very defined trajectory. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of hopped on that train and I've loved it. It's been a great ride. I love that I've gotten to have that sort of artistic uh, part of my life when I was younger and, and now having that more, um, medical science background too. And I have a feeling you're going to ask me why dermatology. And I absolutely will. <laughs> I think that uh, dermatology really blends the art, my artistic side, especially mm-hmm. surgery and cosmetics mm-hmm. with the medical aspect. And, you know, I just, I think from the moment I said, I'm going to go to med school. And then I said, I think I'm going to be a dermatologist. Oh, wow. And, um, that I just kind of knew. I just thought I really like that field. I love the visual aspect of dermatology too. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I don't think everyone, not everyone loves that. I, I'm not into physiology. I'm not into doing equations and, and math. And <laughs> so, we're, but, so we've, we've already, we've already um, gotten rid of, especially nephrology. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, nephrology, anesthesia, anesthesia, we took anesthesia out. <laughs> my, my dad's a neonatologist and I'm like, those, oh, we those took little that, babies. We took are... anything in the pediatric realm out because we have to calculate the doses. For absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I love it. In dermatology, I can look at something and know what it is. And, mm. you know, just having that that visual um, acuity, I, I just love it. And dermatology has been a, a great fit for me. It's been a wonderful career. It is a wonderful career. And mm-hmm. I love it. And I love talking about the skin. <laughs> you know, <laughs> one of the things that I think about your, um, the background mm-hmm. in dancing and then medical school. There is a parallel in both of those careers that you chose because you I'll say, you know, you had the dancing career for a while in that there is one of the thing that brings both of them together is discipline. Yes. A lot of discipline. Um, Anything in the arts, especially in dancing, choreography, and doing it at the level that you're doing requires a lot of discipline. It's not a, I don't feel like exercising today. I don't feel like stretching before I do, you know, my performance. I don't feel like you will have to move beyond the don't feel like and really continue with the disciplined mindset because you, and you're not going to see the reward immediately. 
in both of those careers. So Absolutely. you're practicing the your moves. You're probably just learning pieces of it at a time. And then in the end, you have this beautiful um, choreographed, um, you know, set. You have this beautiful dance that you're performing for for others. But when you learned it, you learned it in parts and you probably didn't see the complete picture until after a while. But you have to trust the process. Right. Absolutely. The same thing with medicine. I mean, like you said, you jump in discipline, the studying, the even if I don't feel like it, the delayed gratification, both. So you did this twice. <laughs> right. And it and it also becomes such an identity. I think we all ide identify with being a doctor is so such a huge part of who I am. Mm -hmm. It shouldn't be the only thing. And I think that's what sometimes doctors struggle with. Yes. And as a dancer, I struggled with, but mm -hmm. um, but it does take on, it, it's such a huge part of your life. You devote so much time, so much yes. energy, so much money, all that discipline mm -hmm. that it really becomes your persona. Yeah. In the end. And so I love now that you have decided, okay, this is something that I do, but this is not only who I am. And you've had two opportunities to, you know, to step into that world because of like, as you mentioned, when you've dedicated so much time to a craft and both of them are crafts, right? Medicine is a craft and so is dancing or any other career that anyone who's listening has dedicated years and years and years towards developing. You, you form that as your identity, Tamara the blank. Mina, the, you know, Dr. Mina, well, the doctor, Mary Alice, mm -hmm. the dancer, Mary Alice, the blank. So now we are stepping in and we're recognizing that, you know, we can do other things in addition to this. This is just part of who we are. This is yeah. just one aspect of our life. We have really so much more to give to this world. And, um, you know, you recognize that early, even though there was an injury that brought you to that phase that, you know, you're like, I love, and there's this thing back there, medicine. I love that you went to your dad. You're like, so how does this thing, this thing work? And your dad must have been like, oh, now, now you're asking. Right. Right. So, all right. So now we're here, you know, and, and you've dedicated your life to this, to one of the fields that, um, for those who are not in medicine, they see dermatology as only the, the cosmetic aspect, but it's one of the challenging fields because as you mentioned, you have to be able to recognize things by sight. And a lot of us, we're kind of like, um, this kind of looks like it. I'm always trying to contact my derm people. Like, if you say the word rash, we're like, ah! <laughs> derm people are like, bring it on. <laughs> yeah, um, send me a photo. <laughs> send me a photo. I love this. This is my wheelhouse. Let's yes. dig it in. So now you're there, and but you decided not just to stop at like the derm section, but you went a little further to dermatological surgery. So tell me what made you decide to go in that aspect, and then kind of give those who are listening and viewing what an idea of what dermatological surgeons do. Yeah. So uh, you, uh, in dermatology, it's one of those fields that we do. I, I think people don't, even other doctors don't necessarily realize this. There is a, um, on our board exam, it's mm -hmm. not just, you know, rashes and, and clinical dermatology. We also take care of pediatric patients. So we mm -hmm. do babies, newborns, all the way up till end of life. So we see pediatrics and adult patients. Mm -hmm. And we also do dermatopathology, which is looking at skin lesions under the microscope. Now yeah. you can also get um, board certified to be a dermatopathologist, but just in your regular dermatology training, you're also getting pathology uh, training as well. And same thing with surgery. So all dermatologists get surgical training, cosmetic, laser, all of that. Mm -hmm. I really wanted to take it a step further and really train to do Mohs micrographic surgery, which mm -hmm. is a technique to remove skin cancer, mm. where you get to kind of play three roles, which is fun. You get to be the one to remove the cancer, and then you get to be the pathologist who looks at the tissue under the microscope. 
And then you get to be the reconstructive surgeon who repairs the defect. So it's a three-in-one bundled procedure for patients, and it's all done outpatient in one visit for them. And oh, in, in one mm -hmm. visit? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you're thinking about three visits. No, no, it's all done in one day. In sometimes it can be a long day, but mm -hmm. a lot of times it's an hour and a half or so. Um, to, if it's a pretty straightforward case, and if you only have to go in once, it can be pretty short. More complicated ones take a little bit longer, but it requires a lab. It requires a whole setup, um, histotex, mm -hmm. um, you know, CLIA and, and things like that. So it, it takes it to a next level. Your average dermatologist is not going to want to invest the time and the money to set up Mohs if you're not doing it on a regular basis. So mm -hmm. in my practice, we, we do Mohs every day, um, tend to start mm -hmm. in the morning and typically they're done in the afternoon, but <laughs> sometimes not always. But, mm -hmm. um, I, we also do larger lipomas and um, cysts and things like that, mm -hmm. as well as um, cosmetic procedures too under um, with tumescent anesthesia where the patients don't have to actually be put to sleep with general anesthesia. So I wanted to be able to incorporate all of those into my practice. And I really felt like getting a fellowship training and getting a, a board certified would really mm -hmm. allow me to really hone my skills with that. And I love kind of working with my hands and mm -hmm. the, the fine motor skills involved with surgery. And I'm also a problem solver. I like to <laughs> have a problem, see a skin cancer, cut it out and fix it. And I love, uh, I you can't do that. that with all derm conditions. There are a lot of chronic conditions. Mm -hmm. And I like the, um, I like the process with, with surgery and, Get yep, done. get it, get a fix it, and and it's done. So, oh, wonderful! Yes, you know, as we were talking about dancing, I love that I did have one of a fellow ballet dancer also on. I don't know if you've met the wonderful Dr. Linda Bluestein. No, uh, -uh. Yeah. yeah, she did classical training. She is a ballet dancer also, oh, and wonderful. she is the founder, yep, of Hypermobility MD, where she also still helped dancers. So oh, that's wonderful. Both of you, as soon as you told me this, I'm thinking like, yes. Dr. Linda Bluestein, I'll connect you too. You guys will have <laughs> yeah, a great time talking about ballet. <laughs> yes, I, I very briefly thought, well, maybe I'll do orthopedics for dance. And then I realized I, I don't have that personality. <laughs> <laughs> love, love, love. Alrighty. So, you know, I love that you're you're talking about the, the skin cancer that you're able to which is still blows my mind that all of this is happening at one visit, which yeah. <laughs> it blows my mind. And I love the fact that it can get done on that way. Um, identify, remove, do the, what we call the histopathology. And of course we also have another dermopathologist, Dr. Joanna Moore. She's a lovely. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. I, I train, we train together. Oh, nice. Yeah. She's my yeah. friend. So hello, Dr. Moore. <laughs> and, um, and then from there, you're able to repair. So, you know, you're coming out brand new, literally, right. because you've removed this dangerous thing that's been within the body. Now, a lot of that, um, you know, there are a lot of things that can cause skin cancer, but there are ways that we can prevent it if we, you know, if, it isn't something that just quote unquote runs in the family or, you know, so we have ways that we can prevent it and have healthy glowing skin. And one of the things that you told us that you're going to reveal all those secrets today. So we are going to dive right in to how can we keep this healthy skin? How can we reveal this beautiful skin that we have here covering our body? with diet, lifestyle, like tell us some of the simple things. Cause you said you don't really need all of the 15 products, 13 other products that we're packing, carrying right. on vacation with us. You can really narrow it down to some simple ways. And then all these toxins that this product has, that product has these toxins, it's not necessary. So yeah. tell us what are some of your secrets that you're letting your patients know that you're now letting us know because we're there thinking that we have to add all of these different toxins on our skin in order to achieve this beautiful skin. But you're letting us know that, no, there are other ways. So please. 
Absolutely. This is one of my favorite things to talk about and because it, it blows people's minds. Um, and it's, it's simple, but I'm not saying it's easy to do, but Absolutely. it's simple. Those and, things that are simple are usually not <laughs> easy to do because it's so simple. <laughs> exactly. And in this day and age with um, marketing and consumerism, and I, I'm not saying I'm immune to it at all, mm -hmm. um, it makes you think you need all these products, all these 10-step things to have beautiful skin. And it's not true at all. Oh, if man. you were to see my toiletry bag when I go to the gym or I travel, I mean, it's, it's got, I mean, it's like this big, it's tiny. Um, <laughs> so I, I guess to start with, I would say if you want healthy, beautiful skin, you can't just focus on your skin. You have to focus inside first. Mm -hmm. And that's probably not going to come as a shock to a lot of doctors, but you have to the whole human body, it's, you can't just focus on one organ and, and, mm -hmm. um, mistreat all the others because it's not going to work together. <laughs> absolutely. So if you are not eating right and you're not sleeping, mm -hmm. it's going to show in your skin and you may be able to fool yourselves in your twenties, but <laughs> By the time you're in your 40s, you're, you're not going to be able to do that. Yeah, um, all the secret is revealed. <laughs> so, you know, I know I was not as diligent um, with taking care of myself when I was an intern, a resident. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now I'm, I'm much better. But if I could just impart, you know, take care of your body, um, eat well, these really restrictive diets where you're not eating any carbohydrates or you eliminate all fat or, you know, only protein, you know, your body really needs a balanced diet. And I'm not a dietitian, and I, you know, each person's going to be individual and, and unique, but if you are doing these very restrictive or very calorically restrictive diets, your skin is going to suffer mm. and um, it's not going to be healthy and radiant. And likewise, if you're not sleeping, you are going to be tired. You're going to have dark circles under your eyes. Mm -hmm. And, you know, making that a priority, maybe it's not every night, but making that a priority can really, really help. Um, another thing that's an absolute, if you want nice skin, is that you have got to not smoke. And this is e-cigarettes. This is regular cigarettes, um, marijuana, any of that smoke is so damaging for your body and also your skin. So if so the skin is are, are also damaging, I'm pretty sure those who are thinking like, well, you know, I'm doing the the e-cigarettes. I'm not really truly smoking because this is just a puff of electronic air. But it's still it's still nicotine. So it maybe mm -hmm. doesn't have all the other harmful um, chemicals that a mm -hmm. cigarette has, but you are still consuming nicotine and nicotine is a vasoconstrictor. Mm -hmm. It impairs wound healing and oxygen delivery to your organs. So if you think by smoking e-cigarettes, it's not harmful, you're, you're fooling yourself. So mm -hmm. yeah, so smoking is an absolute no. And you know, I'm going to say this, tanning is an absolute no too. What? <laughs> all righty let's dig into tanning because i know that some people are like uh but i want this i, I know this shade so go ahead and and yeah. and, let's and, and describe the, the the challenges and i think one of my um our colleagues who um dr yinka she says the sun is more power is one of the most powerful like you know planets and or you know the rays of the sun so yeah. you can't outdo it so let's dig into how tannin is really affecting the skin especially yes. in the early phases because you feel like oh i'm great the 20 the 20s are fools us as yes the skin, right but like you said yeah. the truth comes out in the 40s yeah it, it does <laughs> yes and it, it seems like everyone with my complexion wants mm -hmm. to be like four shades darker and mm -hmm. for a lot of people it's just not it's not possible it's not in your your dna and i'm hoping we're coming to a time where people where we just embrace whatever you are mm -hmm. and and not try to be 
you know, one color or one shade or different, just embrace who you are. You know, I have very pale skin. That's just the way it's going to be. Um, when I try to tan, I, I burn and then I might tan, but really, you know, just to start with a tan mm -hmm. is a sign of sun damage. And I don't think people realize this. In our nope. country, we think, oh, a tan, that's a healthy glow. You look like you just were at the beach or on vacation. But really, when you tan, this, your skin is responding by putting what's um, called melanin, which produces a pigment in our skin. The melanin is moved in front of our cell's nucleus to protect the DNA and in our cells. So and I don't essentially think at that point, the, the, like you, it's, it's like building like an army defense to protect this nucleus at this exactly. point. Like this. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And you're like giving it more and more. <laughs> right. So if you think a tan is healthy, it's actually your body trying to protect its DNA from being mutated. And <laughs> People, you know, when put like that, it doesn't sound so good. Um, it, it It's kind of funny, you know, nowadays where it seems like we're a little more health conscious with some things, but not others. Yeah. And people worry about, you know, maybe you see this in the emergency department. They're nervous to get an x-ray or they're nervous to get a <laughs> CT scan, right? Yes. Because they're worried about radiation or maybe they're worried about flying on a plane once every mm -hmm. six months. Really, the sun is emitting radiation every single day. If the sun is in the sky, if it's light out, the sun is emitting radiation um, yes. in the form of UVA and UVB wavelengths. And um, the longer wavelengths, which are the UVA wavelengths, can actually go through glass. So if you, there's a famous picture in our uh, dermatology textbooks of a woman who sat by a desk for like 40 years of her life and the side of her face by the window Mm -hmm. was very aged. The side of her face away from the window looked great. Mm -hmm. And it's just a stark reminder that even something sitting in front of uh, or sitting by a window, who would mm -hmm. have thought that you could get that much radiation from the sun sitting by a window, but you can. And that's why I say you got to wear sunscreen every day. I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you can tan, you never burn. Um, if you're a man, a woman, you know, if you, if you, unless you are staying in your closet or basement <laughs> all day, you are going to be outside. It might be driving in your car. It might be walking the dog, taking the mm -hmm. kids to the park. Um, you are going to be outside. I mean, I work in an office most of the day, but I still wear my sunscreen every day um, because I do have a commute. And, you know, I am I'm I'm not hiding in a dark room all day. Absolutely. And, you know, that's the I think one of the mindset that we have is, well, I'm inside. Why do I have to worry about this? But the commute, <laughs> you forgot. Yeah. The commute from where you are to the destination to your job is so, you know, the summertime, especially, um, but the summertime, especially, but not only. And I and I yeah. have to say that because I think yeah. our mindset is, well, I don't have to worry about it during the winter. But yeah. as you said, if you see sun, you see radiation. <laughs> exactly. If it's light out. The sun is out there and it is so powerful. I mean, it's, mm -hmm. it's out there. And even, even on a cloudy day, you know, the clouds are not this impenetrable force that they can't go through. Now, you know, it's it is true. Glass, I think it's going through yes. the clouds. Yes. Um, it, it is true. The UV index is not as high in the winter and we're probably not spending as much time outside in the winter, but um, certainly if you're skiing, you know, that's, reflects the light right on you. So, and you're high up when you're skiing. Or so you're <laughs> exactly. So um, you really, I think it's just get in the habit of put it on every day and mm. you don't have to, um, you know, there's so many different types of sunscreen nowadays and people will say, well, what's the best one? And the best one, as long as it's SPF 30 or higher <laughs> is okay. the one you're going to wear. So I don't care what brand you use. Um, you know, as long as it covers A and B, yep, and it's 30 or higher, I just want you to 
have one you like that you're going to put on. If it feels gross, it feels greasy, feels thick, you're not going to wear it. So find one you like and put it by your toothbrush because you don't think about if you're going to brush your teeth, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know, put it on your shelf and, you know, it's just there and you use it every single day, just get in the habit of doing it. What about for the babies? Because I have two um, little boys. So mine are six and four. And when they're heading out, I really only think about this as much. I am like the general population. So I'm not going to act like, yes, put on your sunscreen because I do. Dr. Mina is telling me I need to. So I'm like, oh, right. You're right. Buy the toothbrush. Hmm, that's a great idea. So that's what's yeah. going through my head. Now for the kids, is a 30 and higher, higher SPF also for like, say, we're not talking about like babies, babies, yeah. but yeah. for, you know, kids, you're three, four years and older. Yeah. The same applies? Yeah. So the my only uh, change would be for babies, you know, really try to keep them out of the sun when they're under six months of age. Mm-hmm. Um, their total body surface area is much higher and I wouldn't recommend a chemical sunscreen. So um, really try to keep them out of the sun. And then over six months, um, I usually recommend a physical sunscreen. And that's going to be one that contains zinc or titanium. Okay. And those are safest for younger kids. Now, people don't love those because um, a lot of them can leave that sort of thick like white residue. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you're, you know, my kids are um, eight and nine. And, you know, what they like to use, and we keep it by the door, they like the stick sunscreen and they can actually put it on themselves mm-hmm. and um, they'll go, you know, and it's by the door and they'll put it on themselves. And, you know, I'm, I'm just like you all, it's not always easy to get sunscreen on your children. Mm-hmm. And I just would say, do the best you can. Absolutely. One thing that I have really instilled in my children though, is wearing hats mm-hmm. and they actually will wear hats pretty um, agreeably. Um, they have a cute, like, uh, what is it? The hungry caterpillar, like trucker. Hat. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and they always see mom put her hat on and, and they'll wear their hat. So I, if we're going to the park or they're going to be out more than just recess at school, mm-hmm. I do always try to make sure they have a hat. And, um, that just kind of brings me to another point. It's not just sunscreen. You can also protect your skin by just covering it up. And that can mean a lot of different things. That can mean wearing a rash guard bathing suit, which Mm -hmm. I love for children. Um, In fact, my son feels um, exposed to not have his rash guard shirt on, (laughs) (laughs) even when he's indoor at an indoor pool. So, um, you know, I like the cover it, the cover up. So the, the rash guards, Mm -hmm. I like wearing a hat um, when I'm outside and, um, you know, if I'm, if I'm outside, I try to stand under like an awning or the shade rather than just where the sun is just beating right down on me. So if you're not a big sunscreen fan, you know, just do the morning routine and Mm -hmm. then try to just physically cover yourself up if you're going to be outside. I love it. Love it. Love it. Alrighty. So now let's get into the other things that some people do not like to do. I love water. Some people just hate water. Hydration is just so important. So tell us, like, how important is hydration in this whole formula? <laughs> Gosh, it, it's so important. But I, I have a funny story that when I was a resident trying to get disability insurance, I would not drink water during the day. I would have a Diet Coke and that's it because I didn't want to have to waste time going to the bathroom Yes, I was <laughs> in the hospital and busy. And so I would purposely not drink water. And I just think back um, because then I, my um, urinalysis for my disability insurance showed that I had protein in my urine. I thought, oh, ketones are all. (laughs) Yeah. So that was a wake. They didn't catch it, but I was, that was a wake up call. Like you need water. You need to drink water. Uh, So now I'm a big water fan. I um, carry a water bottle. Now I'm not one of those like huge water bottles, but it's a big one. It's a big one. (laughs) Um, And I carry it with me. I have it during the day, but, um, and now, now if I don't have water, I really miss it. Um, yes. So it's water is so important for 
your health in general and especially your skin. If you are dehydrated, it's going to show in your skin. It's going to be cracked, peeling, dry. It's not going to be shining. Um, it's it's not going to look good. So if keeping your skin nice is the only way I can get you to drink water, <laughs> so be it. But there's so many great benefits to drinking water. So, um, you know, I think carrying a water bottle around, like a refillable one, mm -hmm. that really helps you drink water throughout the day because it's right there. So that, that's been a great way for me to incorporate more water into my diet. And look at that. Hey, right? <laughs> I know. Not saying anything, but yeah, just finished mine too. <laughs> I love water. All righty. Yeah. So, so we talked about like diet. We did talk about how important a balanced diet is and with hydration. Before we get into really the lifestyle part, I wanted to just tap back into diets and ask about, are there any particular um, foods that causes or increases the chance, like say for skin, like for those who might um, like break out, like, you know, I'm pretty sure acne is a big thing that people talk about. Yeah. Um, we know a balanced diet is great for the skin overall, but are there any foods not to, to restrict yourself, but to just keep in mind that might affect your skin in yeah. one way or the other? So in, in general, people, a lot of times, if they get a rash on their skin, a lot of times they will associate it with a food and they can sometimes be really restrictive in their, on their, um, their diet. And this mm -hmm. can be um, pretty problematic, especially with kids where you really want them to be eating a wide range of things. Right. Um, so if you are worried about a food allergy, then um, I would definitely see a dermatologist and then probably see an allergist for mm -hmm. um, allergy testing, a lot of the times it's not related. And then it's good to incorporate that food back into your mm -hmm. diet. Now, certainly there are conditions like celiac and they can't have gluten. Um, but to your point about acne, so there are a lot of reasons why people get acne. Um, it could be, you know, if someone more my age, it tends to be more hormonal versus, mm -hmm. um, you know, teenagers, it's higher oil production. But if you are struggling with acne, it's not because you ate a pepperoni pizza or greasy food or, <laughs> or that bowl of or that bowl of ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not true. However, they have found that um, you know milk, a lot of dairy. So if you mm -hmm. are struggling with um, with acne, maybe cutting out um, high glycemic index foods um, and especially milk can be helpful. So mm -hmm. it's um, but. Acne can be really multifactorial, so I wouldn't expect to just cut out milk and all of a sudden your acne gets better. There are other things to do as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Are there any foods that are just really good foods to have? Because like our skin is is such an important aspect of our body, and you know a lot of times we take it for granted because we're like, ah, oh, it's just there. But I mean, it's the largest organ in our body. Let's just, let's just be honest. And, yeah. you know, with that, it's also protects us and mm -hmm. it regenerates whenever we damage it. <laughs> so we want to be able to have it as at its optimal point. So are, are there any foods, especially that has a lot of great micronutrients that people just don't think about that you're like, you know what, these are really great food to help to build and keep strong. Um, because even with the skin, like for the healthy hair and all that, we're still, st we're still starting from the right. skin. So yeah. any foods that you'd say like, wow, these are really great foods to incorporate in your diet to keep yourself nice and healthy and to have great skin and great hair and like so that. I, you know, it's really not just one food or one thing. It's really mm -hmm. the whole, the whole balance. Cause you need, yeah. you know, complex carbohydrates for mm -hmm. energy and your brain. Mm -hmm. You need protein for your muscles and um, collagen, and yeah. you need fruits and veggies for all the antioxidants to fight free radicals. Mm -hmm. And I, I hate to, to name like, you know, pomegranates only, you know, and then well, I just had just... some pomegranates, so I'm doing <laughs> <Yeah>. well. <laughs> it, but it, it, it's a balance of eating all of those. And I would say the, the more um, whole the fruit, you know, that's not the word, um, obviously trying to get it in its purest, in its form, purest form, you know, yeah. not in a package, in a bag mm -hmm. um, where it's 
straight from the grocery store, straight from the farm to the grocery store to you, um, mm -hmm. not highly processed foods. Those are going to give you um, a lot of calories and very little nutritional uh, benefit. So, um, and, mm -hmm. and not shying away from fat. I remember growing up, fat was like the worst. No one, yes. everything was no fat, low fat. You need fat. Um, you know, fat is what, or lipids are what hold our um, skin cells together. And when you mm -hmm. don't have healthy fats, it will be dry and your skin barriers damaged. So, um, you know, everyone knows salmon and fish oil, all of that can be really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, so it, again, it's, it's all about balance and it's not that there's, at least the way I see it is there's not one, one bad thing or one thing you should avoid. It's all, all in moderation. Absolutely. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And I love the fact that you're, that you even just discussed the fat because this fat is like the word that you don't use. You think right. like the F word is like another <laughs> curse word, like, ah, like F the F word fat is like, ah, but right. we, our body needs it. And as you mentioned so aptly that our skin barrier, it's being held together underneath by fat. So the healthy fats, um, a great balanced diet is important. Um, it's the foundation of great skin and great health. So yeah. um, do not shy away from one thing versus the other. And I think yeah. that um, a lot of um, those who are really into, especially lifestyle medicine, um, those who are into nutrition, those who are into um, letting the general population know that a lot of restrictive um, style of eating, it's not really the best ways to really incorporate all of the nutrients within us to keep us as healthy as possible. And as you mentioned, the skin is kind of revealer. It'll yes. reflect what's going on. Even it when really you don't does. Want to. It's, like this, it's like the teller of the secrets <laughs> of what's I, going I, on inside. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, you know, someone may not, they may not care about their diabetes, but when they start seeing skin manifestations, they're like, oh, wait, hold yes. on. <laughs> yes, exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. We've seen a lot of that. Now lifestyle, what are some additional lifestyle things? Because, you know, diet and hydration, great. But then lifestyle, um, we've talked about, you know, the sunblocks and um, also rash guards that helps yeah. them on hats, stay in the shade. Um, keep it in mind that the UV, um, A, it penetrates through glass. So, yeah. <laughs> but what are some additional lifestyle um, recommendations that, you know, you can tell us that can help us to keep healthy glowing skin. And all of this is without, we haven't even talked about any products right now. Remember, right. we've just really been talking about natural things that people can do that are everyday things to keep healthy glowing skin. So let's, let's talk about the lifestyle component. Yeah. So exercise is critical, right? It's mm -hmm. so important for our overall health, for our mental health. I mean, that's, mm -hmm. One thing I realize now, I, I'm not just working out um, because I want to look amazing. You know, mm -hmm. I'm working out because my my mental health needs that. Um, mm -hmm. I need those endorphins. I feel good. I feel mm -hmm. better. It's a great, it's a healthy way to manage stress yes. um, versus, you know, going and, and eating or drinking and um, or doing other, you know, risky behavior. Um, but exercise is a great way to get your muscles pumping, sweating, um, endorphins, um, and to keep you at a healthy weight, um, you know, help with bone and osteoporosis. So it just has so many great benefits. Um, and I don't think you have to, um, you know, do CrossFit or marathons or all this extreme stuff. Um, exercise may be walking during your lunch break. Mm -hmm. I know for me and, and probably in your field, you know, we're on our feet a lot. I really don't sit down. Um, and then I see my, my front office, you know, they're trying to get their steps in because they are sitting more. So mm -hmm. um, just being active throughout your day. And I know that can be hard for a lot of people, depending on what your job is. So you may have to get creative about doing it before work or at a lunch break or in the evening. But incorporating some sort of movement into your day can be so therapeutic and um, definitely something that um, I think is is key to not just um, a healthy body, but healthy skin too. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, there's some people that um, when we talked about nicotine being vasoconstrictive, exercise is not yeah. the opposite, right? Yeah. The glow, it's opening the vessels, all, yeah. all the, the beautiful blood is just rushing up to the top and it's just like, oh, give yeah. me that oxygen. And there goes that glow. There goes yep. that exercise glow. Yeah, that, that dopamine <laughs> hit. <laughs> that dopamine hit and you're like, I feel amazing. Yes. Yes. So all of these wonderful things. Now, for a simple routine, what are some things that I guess we could say, like, what is in your gym bag, your yeah. small little travel pack that is a simple <laughs> routine for those who are listening, who, or we could do the routine for the 20s. You know, the 20 year olds, I love you guys, but I'm hashtag hating right now. I, I should know. have thought about this when I was in my 20s. And then <laughs> the 30 year olds who are like, oh, wow, yeah, you know what? I might need to change some ways. Yeah. And then for the 40 year olds who are like, gosh, I wish I thought about this in my 20s. Let's yes. talk about some quick routines that they can do with, like we said, the minimalist routine to keep great, healthy skin um, with what's in your. What's in yeah, your ab Absolutely. So I think it's um, pretty amazing that in this, you know, hour long talk, we're only now getting to actual products in the last 15 minutes. But I think that's really telling because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, there's no magic cream that you can put on that's going to replace all these other benefits that we were talking about. Absolutely. And people will try to sell you something, absolutely, or tell you, but it's not true. So <laughs> that's why we're, we really were um, harping on all these other things that you can do mm -hmm. because the products, that's really kind of, you know, the last, that's kind of the icing on the cake. Yeah. Um, you don't need a lot. Of, of products. Now, I know some people, they love products. It's their thing. They love to try them out. They're beautiful. They smell good and all that, but you don't need, you don't need that. So um, I would say kind of, if you want to take a real minimalistic approach or, mm -hmm. you know, here's what I do. Um, in the morning, I, if my skin is kind of dry or it's wintertime, sometimes I just splash water on it, or I'll use a little bit of a gentle cleanser. Mm -hmm. And people are usually surprised that I use the Dove white uh, cleansing bar. Um, I call it soap. I don't know if they want me to call it soap. But <laughs> it's that white bar. And yes. that's what I use. And um, I have a little like um, rubber pad that I use just to help me rub it on. Um, but it, it's real gentle. It's not a I'm not exfoliating. Right. And um, that's what I do in the morning. And then I put on I like Elta MD sunscreen. And I put that on and that's about it. If my wow. skin is dry, I will also put a moisturizer on. And as I'm getting, you know, older, I'm now almost 43. Um, I do find my skin is getting drier. So I used to not need a moisturizer at all, but now I, I tend to need one. And so I will just use, um, I use CeraVe cream mm -hmm. in the big tub um, for my winter. And then in the summer, I'll transition to more of a lotion. Mm -hmm. And I just put that on wherever I'm dry. And then I put on my makeup or I'm out the door. So it, it really can be that simple. Um, you do not need a 10 step, 15 minute skincare routine um, <laughs> at all. I mean, that really, if you really want to be, to do the bare minimum, that's it. Use a gentle cleanser, use a sunscreen and um, a moisturizer if your skin is dry. Now, if you're in your 20s, you might be struggling with acne. Mm -hmm. So you may want to use like a, a salicylic acid face wash, like Neutrogena makes like a pink grapefruit one that kind of smells nice. And um, you may also want to use like a benzoyl peroxide product if you're getting breakouts. So that might be different. You may want to use a sunscreen that is um, non-comedogenic, meaning it will not clog your pores, and maybe one that um, has no moisturizer in it since your mm -hmm. skin is probably pretty oily. So that might be one difference for someone in their 20s. Um, someone in your 30s is probably still sort of fluctuating between maybe a little acne. Um, yeah. <laughs> during pregnancy, you know, a lot of things can happen in your skin. For some women, their skin gets beautiful and they don't have to do anything. And then for mm -hmm. others, it gets worse. So it really just kind of depends um, what's going on. But, you know, 
as you age, your skin will does tend to lose moisture. So um, applying a thicker moisturizer may be necessary um, mm -hmm. more so than kind of what I do spot treating, but that really can be as simple um, if you want it to be. Now, you also have to think about, well, I know vitamin C is really popular and mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with vitamin C. And in fact, I do recommend it for certain patients, but if you, you need to know, well, why am I using it? Right. Yeah, that's if true. You, I want to um, glow. Is that, was, is that the reason? <laughs> well, you can't. So if you feel like your skin is dull or you have some brown spots or some sun damage, then you may want to use a vitamin C serum. I do think that is worth investing in if, and again, you don't have to use, you could go to the drugstore and get one. Mm -hmm. Um, it doesn't need to be a hundred dollars. Um, but that is something you may want to throw into the mix if you do have some sun damage that um, you're trying to kind of erase. So, you know, that's just the bare minimum for, or, or really that's all you need um, unless you're they're, trying to specifically treat They're talking about hyaluronic something. acid and retinol. Well, are those are 40 year old. Is that our 40 year old <laughs> skin regimen? <laughs> so, hyaluronic acid is great for adding moisture. So, mm. if you have more oily or normal skin, you may not need it. Hyaluronic acid is also incorporated into a lot of products already. Mm. So, it's probably already in something that you're using, and you I wouldn't think you need to add it in addition. Okay. And so especially really check, if, check your products. Yeah. And look and see what's in it. it. Right. Mm -hmm. Now for my evening routine, it's, mm -hmm. um, it's a little more complicated. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> she was like, I washed my face again. <laughs> so I washed my face again, which, um, you know, I, really you should wash your face before you go to bed for sure. Um, you want to mm -hmm. remove all the dirt and the grime, um, makeup. Um, again, I use my Dove bar cleanser. Um, I don't uh, do a double wash. I, I dry my face on my towel. And if it looks like I didn't get it all, I'll, I'll do it again. But once <laughs> should be fine. And uh, then I let my skin dry for about 60 seconds. And then I take a tiny little pea of my uh, retinol. I use a prescription strength called tretinoin. Mm -hmm. And I dot that on my face. I do it on my neck. Now that I'm in my 40s, I include my do neck. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. And um, if I'm if I my skin's been really dry with the ret with the retinol, then I will um, add a little moisturizer on as well if I need it. And I There's don't really do that. three steps: three steps for the yeah. morning and three for the evening. Wow! Yeah. So that, because as and, you mentioned, most of it's from the inside out yeah. anyway. Right. And and what I tell people who come to see me for cosmetic things or, um, you know, what I first tell them is, let's get your complexion beautiful and healthy. Um, let's make sure you're not tanning and you're not in the sun because if you, you know, and make sure you're doing these lifestyle changes. Cause if you're not, you're literally, you might as well take your money and set it on fire. I mean, you're, you're wasting it. Um, wow. and you're not going to get the results you want. So, um, it, you've really got to do all these, these things together. Um, I, love I it. was going to say one other thing about, um, the retinol uh, or the tretinoin, I, I am a big fan of that. And I think if you're looking for um, a simple anti-aging strategy, getting on board with that is key. And um, even started in your 20s, it's great for acne. So, you know, a lot of uh, people use it in their teenage years and their 20s. And you can just, you know, you'll pause it when you're pregnant, but you can just keep using that onward. And, you know, it's like 60 60 bucks for a, a tube that'll last you a long, long time. So that's my routine. Um, we, you know, that's, that's kind of the bare minimum. Now mm -hmm. I, I also do cosmetic things, so I'm not going to say, um, you know, that's all I do. And, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, if you really want simple and, and, you know, a natural approach, that's all you have to do and you'll have beautiful skin. I love it. Love it. Love it. Wow. Lots and lots of gems. Like we said, lots of secrets revealed, <laughs> the simplicity of it all, starting from the inside out, yeah. ensuring that you have a balanced diet, including fats, the important yeah. fats in your diet, um, the lifestyle, hydrating, 
water, <laughs> water, yes. water, water, carrying that around with you, um, exercising, staying away from nicotine products, smoking, all great ways, tanning. No, yeah. no. <laughs> Put it on the sunscreen, wearing a hat, you know, just keeping in mind that the sun, once the sun is out, the radiation's there. So yes, <laughs> all of that is a part. Now, how does Dr. Mina take care of herself in order to prevent burnout? Well, that is a, uh, that's a great question. And I think that's something that we're all trying to balance and, and work on. And really the pandemic um, was kind of a wake up call for me. Like I think it was for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And one of the ways, well, first of all, I, I really love what I do. So I have so much fun and my job is a joy and I love my patients and I have a, a great business partner. So I feel really, really blessed that um, it's our own practice and we can run it how we feel is best for our patients. And mm -hmm. I think having that autonomy has helped prevent burnout. Yes. Uh, but I'm also a mom, I'm a wife, um, wearing a lot of hats and it's, it's, easy to get burned out. And what I've really tried to focus on is me time. And yeah. it used to feel selfish to have me time. And now I realize, you know what, I, if I need this to be a better mom, to be a better uh, doctor, to be a better wife, mm -hmm. and I really prioritize um, exercise and I love my yoga class. So to <laughs> me, I need that at least a couple times a week to really just um, replenish my soul. And Absolutely. I have also really, um, I have well, I have a wonderful, very supportive um, husband, which is key. I think that's mm -hmm. one of the uh, most important business decisions as a woman you can make. Yes. Um, but I also have really valuable um, girlfriends and mm -hmm. I have a, a strong a community of moms in my neighborhood that I can really rely on um, to have my back and to get together and to commiserate with. And we're all just really honest and we can oh, say, yeah. hey, my my kids are driving me crazy today. And, you know, and, and they know that you. you still you're saying that and this is life and it's a yeah. part of life. And, yeah. you know, like you said, you commiserate together. Yeah. I love yeah. it. Having, right, having that community. And I think having these um, communities like you've mm -hmm. started and there, there's so many um, groups out there for doctors to be a part of. I, I love it that we're more than just doctors. I'm more than just a mom or a wife yes. or a doctor that um, we're multifaceted. And I've really enjoyed being a part of some of these, these physician groups Yes. And that's also just been really nourishing too. Love it, love it, love it. So here's my fun question of the day. If you weren't a doctor or a ballerina, what would you be? <laughs> Gosh. Um, this, well, I, I think this is still allowed. I love Cirque du Soleil. And <laughs> I am just always amazed, like, how do they do that? How do they run these productions, do these crazy things? I would love to be like backstage at or, or part of their show and see how they do it. To me, it just blows my mind. And yes. they just seem like such creative, talented people and just so you'd like to be superhuman so. to learn how they do the talent. How yes. The talents together. Yes. Level. These productions. I, I don't know why that that. No, would just because be it's fascinating. Awesome. It's visual. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's science, it's art. It's like everything together. Why yeah. not? Yeah. But I, I, I bite my, I'm biting my nails the whole time I watch. I'm like, so fall. <laughs> that was high enough. You don't need to do that again. <laughs> love, love, love. Well, this is a wonderful, wonderful um, interview. Thank you so much for spending the time with us, Dr. Mina. Now I know those who are listening are wondering where can they find you? Where can they um, find Dr. Mina? Where can they get your podcast? Tell us 
Where yeah, can so get in contact my with uh, my handle on social media is at Dr. Mina Skin, and my podcast is the Skin Real R E A L, and um, it's on Spotify, Apple. Um, you can find it on my website too, theskinreal.com. And I am a full time practicing uh, Mohs surgeon and dermatologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I'm at Bauckham and Mina Derm Surgery which our website is atlantadermsurgery.com. Love it, love it, love it. Thank you so much. This was so enlightening. And I love the simplicity of the routines because as we said, that's just the icing on the cake. The yeah. real work starts before. It real work starts from within and all the decisions that you make throughout life. Okay, you 20-year-olds, we're not hating on you. You just have more time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Go drink water. Don't just Go drink, drink Diet Coke. water. <laughs> and put on your sunscreen. Love, That's love, right. love. So thank you so much, Dr. Mina. I know those who are listening are wondering, oh my gosh, where can I hear this again? I need to get all of that greatness that she gave us, all of that great info. Have no fear. You can find this wonderful interview on our Your Caring Docs website. That's U-R-C-A-R-I-N-G-D-O-C-S.com. Select podcast, and you'd be able to see and listen to this interview. And if you are a doctor and you would love, love, love to be part of the show, do not hesitate to send me an email at drbeckford at yourcurrentdocs.com to book. Do keep in mind we are booked out a few months in advance, like three months in advance, because you guys are just so awesome and you're giving all of us this awesome information. And I love, love, love the fact that we are showing the world all the great and amazing things us doctors are doing inside and outside of clinical medicine. So today's show was all about the skin. We learned so much about it. And we thank our wonderful guest, Dr. Mina. Thank you so much, Dr. Mina, for stopping by and blessing us with these secrets to reveal on how to keep our skins healthy and glowing with almost minimal amount of excessive, like harmful products. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Beckford. And, and thanks for all the great work you're doing for doctors out there. Thank you, guys. Well, have a great time. Take care, guys. We'll see you mm -hmm. next time.